Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Flow State Business Podcast. I am thrilled that you're here. I'm so excited. This is our first guest episode for the podcast for 2024. I actually took a little bit of a hiatus from having guests on the show because I really had to sit with what sort of conversations I wanted to hold on here and also what would serve all of you, what would be of value to all of you. And for me to actually have the spaciousness, this is exactly where I've landed. The podcast guest episodes that I love listening to for some of my favorite hosts on the planet are the ones where they bring in their close networks. They bring in almost friendship type of energy where I feel like a fly on the wall listening in on their conversations. And today I have the exact vibe that hopefully you are all also up for. I have a guest today. His name is Leo Max. I have followed Leo for years and years. He is a spiritual hypnotherapist and that doesn't even cut it that doesn't even talk about the depths of what he does I wanted to specifically have a chat to him about what he sees from an inner being perspective especially for entrepreneurs who are wanting to access more flow but for whatever reason they don't feel themselves they don't act like themselves and they can't seem to get past the blockers which maybe even at a cognitive level or at a healing level they haven't really been able to go deep so We talk about topics like knowing when the medicine that you're using for your spiritual health is no longer actually serving and how to identify what does serve. We also chat about my favorite topic inside of this discussion, and that is entity removals. We go really spiritual in here. So if this is like kind of creeping you out or, you know, maybe even exciting you, I dare you to keep listening because we talk about how guides and spirits, maybe those from other galaxies and other worlds, maybe hanging about. And in the beginning, they may be here to service and help us. And down the track, it's no longer of service and how to actually move through that. We talk about how trauma healing connects to being the most expanded version of you. You're going to love Leo's energy. I had literally the best conversation. And these are the sort of chats that I want to keep bringing to the podcast Let me know in the comments if you loved this chat. I'm also releasing the audio-only version if you're not a video person on any way you listen to podcasts. But let's get into it. Without further ado, let's meet Leo Max. Leo Max, I am so excited, like beyond beyond, to have you on this podcast. You're in L.A., I'm on the Gold Coast in Australia. Isn't just the online world magical in this way? Oh, I mean, I have met so many incredible people via online. And it's funny because I never wanted to be online, to to be honest. I was kind of forced to be online. I didn't want to do sessions ever online. And um, I'm very happy to be wrong (laughs) with my stubbornness. What Okay, we need to know this because this is relevant. Yeah. I know so many of you listening in are going to write down straight and be like, resonate, resonate. <laughs> what was the tipping point then for you to get online? And thank goodness you did because people like me got to find you. What was that moment? Well, when I became a full-time hypnotherapist, I think you kind of reach that point where you're like, I have to be the face of my business. There's only so many creative ways around that. And I know very powerful, incredible healers. 
that have a thriving business without any social media. But I think that you know when being online is part of your path. There's just that knock on the door. There's that tap, tap, tap. And it's like, this is for you and you can run, but you can't hide. And I was like, no, please, just a little bit longer. <laughs> Let me hide. How long have you now? How long have you now officially been online, running sessions online? When did it all begin for you? Online began in COVID. So I became a hypnotherapist. That's in, when I found you. Yeah, I became a hypnotherapist in 2019. And I started all in person. I was in New York City at the time. And then when COVID hit, um, I don't know if you remember this, but or this was happening elsewhere, but at like 5 p.m., in like peak COVID times, people would go out and celebrate to kind of like celebrate the nurses and first responders. There was like a time on Thursdays, at least in New York, everyone would go out on their balconies and just scream and bang pots and pans and like yell and celebrate. And um, so I started to host like kind of like a weekly good news report and group hypno to talk about positive things that happened that week in the world and then kind of link it with people screaming on their balconies. <laughs> so that's how I started. But even that I didn't even mean to do. My friend who was organizing stuff online was like, oh, I put you on my schedule to host a online meditation. I was like, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, well, you're already on the flyer. So um, you better, you better <laughs> figure it out. I was like, oh, all right. So that was my introduction. She was meant to I do know. that, right? Like now we know. Oh my gosh, we did not have that celebration here. That okay. just sounds so beautiful. I feel like we Aussies just got angry and complained of <laughs> the government. <laughs> oh, there was a lot of that too. There was plenty of that. Oh my gosh, but no, what what a beautiful time! And really, during that COVID season, looking back at it, there was so much birth of just you know wonderful things, including the online world being so much more connected. I personally felt like that was a really big year of abundance business-wise. Yeah. Really looking back, it was a year where more people were connected, willing to spend intentional time online. So it doesn't surprise me that at that timing for you was when people wanted to deepen their inner work and to really dive into all the things that perhaps they didn't have time to do pre-world stopping. Did you find that? Definitely. And I just feel like healing online wasn't really a thing before bef before that time. I mean, I was taking some online trainings the couple years before, but I don't think people were thinking of doing therapy online or on the phone as or taking spiritual trainings or energy healing trainings online. I'm sure that they existed. I know I was in a couple, but it was not... It wasn't really on people's radar. And then I think one of the blessings of COVID is we realized how much we could do at home and online. And we were all like, oh, <laughs> this is great. You know, like I have access to so much. And I also think because maybe there weren't as many high quality things online, mm -hmm. I think that really amped up and ramped up. So I think people now had access to really high level practitioners that weren't putting as much online until that point. So I think it was just a good combination. People needed the support and people that had the information and wisdom 
only had the online space to provide it. So it was kind of like a win-win. So beautiful. I have been, I was saying to Leo before we jumped on, I have been a long time follower, like probably one of the OGs now that I know that you started during COVID. There you go. (laughs) And I came across you because Miss Benson, Natalia Benson, of course, course, shared your amazing work. And I've followed Natalia for some time. She's been on the podcast too, which is awesome. And I was like, this is it. Like I need someone like you and your energy on my feed, you know, like curating a feed that's for you. And you are by far one of my favorites. Like, honestly, wow, that's why I really you. wanted you here. And you guys, you can hear Leo's energy is just like so fucking calming. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe You've probably been told it a million times. But for someone like me, who's I'm like up here, I really ground with your level of energy. And I've been to your online hypno sessions. I love, do you know what I love? When you show the behind the scenes of your individual client work. Yeah. You guys, you need to go to Leo's Insta and yeah. just go into his real section. You'll find it. That is insane. Like what gave you that idea to act? And how did you get the consent of your clients <laughs> to do that? Were they just cool that you could show their, their sessions? Because their know. sessions were intense. Yeah, this is, it's so rare. I mean, I'm a hypnotherapist and I put actual clips of things that come up in sessions online for people to watch. And there's very few of us doing that. I mean, I don't even see coaches doing it, like financial coaches or business coaches or life. I don't even see them putting clips. And so I'm putting things that are like a hundred times more vulnerable. These people are laying and their eyes are closed. They don't know what's coming out of their mouth. They're crying, you know. They're talking about going to past lives and other dimensions and other planets and all of these things and a lot more than that. Um, So I got the idea because my original teachers, they actually put a ton of sessions on their YouTube. They're not really big on Instagram, but they put like two hour long sessions on YouTube, like hundreds of them. And so that's actually how I started. I was like, I found them. I binge watched tons of their sessions. And I was like, this, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And ever since I saw those videos, I was hooked. Just the level of information, the depth of wisdom pouring out of these people, like the realness, the rawness was so in your face, not in a negative way, but just like, I didn't even know it was possible for a person just quote unquote, an average, you know, these people aren't like psychics or mediums or channels, just a normal person could come in for a session and on the first session dive so deep and get so much information from their subconscious. I was like, found it, found it. Wow. And what I find with you, what really sets you apart is your hypnotherapy is very, very deeply spiritual. It's not just a, let's do a hypnosis session to quit smoking. Right. You know, it's, it's so much deeper than that. And this audience are chomping at the bit to get into it. With me. <laughs> well, I got the bit. And I, yeah. <laughs> but I got, I got a lot of bits. We want all the bits. We want all the we want all the juicy info. So, I'll, I'll bridge the gap a little bit, and this is this is where they're at. So, listeners, I'm sure you relate. We talk a lot about flow states here, 
And I teach on that, how to get into flow in your business, how to download and really be in the zone. I talk a lot about brain science, the psychology of manifesting, a lot of the how that's linked to the things that we are calling in at a spiritual level. There have been many a client of mine who we have tried everything to unlock, unblock, more flow, more focus. Um, They have the vision, but they feel foggy and they can't get there. And whatever we're doing, whatever they're doing from a spiritual practice just doesn't seem enough. And this is where modalities come into play. And I'm a huge fan of hypnosis. There is a certain type of hypnosis that you do, which is entity removal. I really want to talk about this. But just even in hearing what I'm saying about these sorts of clients where they have tried everything and they can't get in there, how would something like hypnosis help them getting into their subconscious mind unblock more flow? Yeah. The first thing we have to sit with and address is that we can only take our own selves so far because we are only seeing through our own perspective of ourselves. You can't, there's only so much of your blind spots that you can reveal and illuminate on your own. And that's because we're not designed to heal alone. We're social beings. We lean on each other. We all have a piece of the healing pie. There's a medicine for every part in your journey. And there's a lot we can do on our own. But when we think, when we shoulder all of that or think, oh, I should be doing more or I should be past this, it's usually because we're not open to being vulnerable and leaning in the support that we need. And, or maybe just using the wrong medicine at the wrong time. And it's not that the person is doing anything wrong. It's simply just the wrong tool for what needs to happen in that moment. So I typically focus, my slice of the pie is going really deep and really far back and into these gray area layers in someone's soul experience or human experience. And someone like you, after they see me, it would be amazing for them to see someone like you because then you take them and they can hit the ground running and go a million miles an hour. But someone, you're a sum of all of your parts. So if you have emotional burdens, events from the past that are still weighing on you, you could have the best plan, the best strategy ever. It, you don't have the energetic space in your life to fulfill that or to step into that version of you because there are things from your past that are saying, yeah, we want to go there too, but not until we address this first. Not until you remember me. That is That just hit me in a really important and powerful way. And I know that we need to do some work together for sure. <laughs> ding, really ding, hit- ding. So- <laughs> I was just so in it right then. Okay. So how do you know if you are using the wrong medicine? I love this because I have often gone back to the same sources of healing and I have wondered whether it's time to try something else out. But how would you or your clients describe that feeling so we can identify it? I think if you're bored when you're using it or if it doesn't feel kind of scary or like you're on the precipice of something like 
you know you're healing when you're like, oh, I'm doing something right now. Like this, you're tingling. You're you feel that this is important, and you're not just okay. I'm going to do this audio. I'm going to listen to this track. I'm just going to do the tapping. I'll write out this these exercises because I feel like I should do. It's also really more about the intent. There's lots of medicines that can work if you have really the honest intention as well. So it's really how you approach it. And of course, yeah, having the right medicine is great. But I think that if if it feels routine or like a, I should, then you're, it's probably not the thing that's going to spark the healing you need. Hi guys, I just want to quickly pop in and I'm hoping you are loving this episode so far. If you have heard me talk about flow and you are wanting and interested and intrigued to learn more about your own flow frequency and the health of your flow state, then you might be very interested in taking the flow frequency quiz. I'm going to leave that in the show notes if you're interested to do that. It's absolutely free. It takes about seven minutes or less to complete, and it's going to give you so much insight into potentially where you can work on so that you can activate more flow in your life and business. Okay, let's head back to the episode. Yeah. One of my clients, she was sharing with me how she was one of the clients that just felt like all year, couldn't get anything through, couldn't speak her truth. Her chakras were blocked. It just felt like an all-round, very in-jello type of year, you know, moving in slow motion. Anyway, she went to see a psychic and the psychic was like, there is something about you. There is something around you. There is something there. And before she knew it, she could actually almost like be out of body and see this thing, right? And it scared the shit out of her because it was like really ugly and it didn't look like human at all. And she just hid that away and went, no, nah, that, that was crazy. I have no idea what that was, but it happened. Now you work very deeply in this space. How do you determine or work out if a client who comes to you is experience, experiencing the influence of entities. Like what sort of signs do you look for? Or if we kind of maybe sort of know that there's something else going on beneath the surface, how can we identify that for someone who's never even worked with this kind of energy before? Yeah. It's a little bit tricky to discern in the beginning because the symptoms of an entity or spiritual attachment very much mimic the symptoms of trauma. They're, they overlap. They're, they're almost identical. So common things I see with people that have an attachment would be feeling like they're in a cloud or a daze or they just... They usually say this phrase in the interview, I just, I don't feel like myself. I haven't felt like myself in a long time. Or they feel really like this cloud or this heaviness that's, they can even physically feel sometimes on their body. But the problem is trauma has a similar, can have a similar effect of, of all those symptoms. But the other things I look for are just things not um, lining up, like, when you're putting the pieces together of what you're experiencing and the symptoms and the outcomes, when there's an entity attached, it's kind of like it jumbles everything up and you're like, wait, how did you go from that to that to over there? So something like someone's been doing a ton of healing and a lot of work and like 
one little thing goes wrong and then like 10,000 disasters happen after that. And you're like, but I've been like, I do all these amazing things. I am doing the healing work. Like I'm like doing what I'm supposed to be. Like, how am I on this string of bad luck or, or strange, like one in a million occurrences kind of, uh, um, and the last thing that I look for is someone's emotional reaction compared to the event. So if something should trigger you to like a three out of a 10, but you're at like an eight or a nine, and there's this like, you know, you get a parking ticket and you're like screaming, you're livid, you're mad the whole day. Um, spirit, uh, spirit attachments have a way of whatever you're experiencing, they crank up the dial. So if you would be mm. at a three, they want you to be at an eight because that's their food. They feed off of someone's emotional negative responses. So the more they can poke and prod and get someone to be in that state, the more power, control, and energy they have to manipulate or alter things within a person's energetic field. Are these spirits, who are these spirits? Are they people who have been on this earth and they just haven't ascended to another place? Is it animal spirits? Like, how would you classify that? Sure. There are many, many. I actually say there's more types of spirits than there are insects on our planet. Oh, yes. love it. We live in a an enormous multiverse that is completely not even humanly possible to comprehend. If you think there's more planets in our in our galaxy than grains of sand, of all the beaches, um, all of if there are life on those planets, when they die, they're entering the same astral plane as Earth. So it all gets jumbled together. Who is to say that they, you know, and that plane, time they and space. They only belong yeah, that they, one galaxy. At that point, they're outside of time and space. They're not limited to locality. So they can, you can go wherever the hell you want. So, I mean, mostly they stick nearby or, you know, after you leave a physical incarnation on any planet, you're supposed to move to the light so that you can do a life review and look at, okay, what did I do well? What did I do not do well? How did things go? There's a celebration. There's a reunion. Your cards are there. This is very typical for all beings. This is kind of like a similar process we go through. However, you have free will after you die. No one's yanking you through the tunnel of light and say, all right, we're going. You can say, no, I'm sticking around. I got unfinished business. I want to see my funeral. I'm not ready to leave yet. Um, I'm scared of the light. There is no God that, you know, you can hide as well. Or people have a lot of religious or fear or religious trauma. So, or just misbelief. So they might go, there's nothing for me up there. I'm going to stay mm -hmm. here. And that is your choice as a soul. So the problem comes when they stick around and they just linger. So the grid, the easiest example would be a ghost in a house. That's a soul that maybe died in that house that has a strong emotional attachment to that house. Maybe in the way that they died or the family or they just feel like they don't, they don't, they're not ready to leave that house yet. They might quote haunt a house, not to mean any harm to the people that are living there now, but they just feel so strong. Like this is the place I'm supposed to That's be. That's my house. Yeah, this is my house. Mm. Who are you? And it can cause some actually stress when a new family moves in because sometimes they are upset 
um, not necessarily because they have anything against you, but because they feel that you're invading a space that's theirs. Um, so an entity can attach to someone because they're not only going to stick around a certain location if, if they don't want to. So they might float around and then this is something I see a lot. Oh, I, you know, they're, they're, they just died. Maybe it's been a while. They're not ready to go to the light. Then they see this bright little girl in her crib and she's got big bright eyes and she's got this glowing aura and let's say the spirit died very sad and they see this very magnetic being with lots of things they want to do and let's say they don't like that because they don't like beings that are very bright or maybe they say well how come i didn't get a loving family or it could be the opposite i've had clients with terrible parents and a spirit came to actually try and protect the child because they were being abused. And they saw, they looked around and said, well, no other people are helping this little girl. So I'm going to hop into her energetic field so that at least there's someone trying to create some barrier and some protection for this one. So they might even come with a positive reason as well. However, if they stay beyond the time that that child needs protection, now you've got a burden. Now you've got this hitchhiker that's like, well, I've been here 30 years. Where am I going to go? It's nice in here. Yes. It's warm. I love her. She's great. But your body is meant for one soul, yours. So if it's sharing your energetic field with another soul, you've got a problem because it's taking up space that's meant for you. And even if it came with yes. positive intentions, you're going to have, you're going to experience some symptoms like whatever, neck pain, anxiety, a feeling like of a confusion in your identity, because the spirits also bring all their beliefs and ideas and emotions with them. So in the example of, let's say an old sad man died and he hopped into someone else's energetic field. That person, as they grow up, might feel this cloud of depression, even though they're not actually a depressed person. They're experiencing the spirit's sadness through them. So it gets very tricky. So there are good entities mm -hmm. or entities that come with positive intentions. Yes. And they're not all scary and demonic and no. bad and all of that. So no. I love that clarity. That is awesome. And as you were speaking... A friend of mine, she always refers to having a great protector in her life. And she's like, I have a protector energy, but I know he's keeping me small now. So I need to put her onto you, <laughs> clearly. But I'm like, she goes, I just can't do it because it's protecting me yeah. from failing or right. from looking like a fool or whatever it is. And she goes, it's so annoying, but I know that it's a good energy but the way you've described it is yeah like hello hitchhiker it's time yeah vote you off the island yeah it's like imagine you make a buffet of food every night and someone takes 20 percent, and you don't even know who yeah. they are and you wake up with yep. or think of it in your finances you work hard you make all this money and every day when you check your bank account half of it's gone and you're like well where does it go and you, you can't find, you know, you have no idea. It's just gone. Um, so people feel 
very confused navigating this because they're like, I just feel drained. I I don't know what's going on, yeah. but I just feel like it's all I've ever known is this weird heaviness around me. And other things people tell me or just just think about like any phrases you've ever told yourself. Like I've had clients be like, when I look in the mirror sometimes, I don't always see my eyes. Well. It's like, well, maybe because they're not sometimes. Yeah. A really good example that I think a lot of people can relate to is when people shift when they're drunk. Yeah. Because alcohol opens the auric field and it's a very the most common time when spirits jump in, but typically temporarily. Because when the person sobers up again, their auric field amplifies and it kind of pushes the spirit out. Or it's bored. It just wanted to drink through you because spirit was an alcoholic when it had a body so it's using you as a vessel to get the experience of getting drunk for a night so spirits love bars and wow so they might hop in for a night um or if you know someone that's an alcoholic in your life and they're a similar character when they get drunk like the eyes change i people tell me that a lot or like you can feel when my dad shifted and it wasn't him anymore I could just tell I could be yeah. in my room and I know when he was drinking because I could feel the air in the room change. That's when the spirit kind of overtakes the person for that time period of time. And that's when it has just more room to come through. That's so interesting. I mean, I think about in my early 20s, I was drinking so much just all the time after work or wherever it was I'll go out with my girlfriends have some cocktails and I would come back blind drunk not even knowing what happened the whole night right something happened when it's a few years later and I had a shot of tequila or whatever and I was really ill one shot and it was like ever since then I haven't been able to handle my alcohol <laughs> and it's almost like okay something changed What's going on? And here I am going, oh, I'm just getting older. I must just be getting older. I can't handle it. But it was overnight. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And probably it wasn't overnight, but it's just what you notice, you know, in that moment. Yeah. I mean, what I see for myself and other people, for examples like that, is that your energetic field and its integrity shifted. So it's now more on a higher alert for things that are out of alignment than it was previously. It no longer has as much room for things that keep it down. So when it receives the energy of the alcohol, it goes alert boom, and presses the button like eject, not doing this again, because it's just the person has become more sensitive. Mm. I will say though, if I do have a glass of wine, which, you know, a couple of nights a week I do, sure. I feel so heightened. Sure. Like there is something about it. And I think it is because it's like, when I'm there, that's when I'm creating the best content. And that's when I just feel so connected. So, I, mean, I don't know, there's something about it. Even if I'm doing a tarot card, card read, sure. I've had a few strips of wine. Isn't that so interesting? The way that you're describing how it affects your auric field and the veil almost changes. I can feel it. It's just easier for me to connect to spirit or I can connect more to guides that way. It almost feels like an elixir into this place. Totally. Without it sounding like I'm codependent. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be looking into that too. I'm taking notes. I'm like, tell me. And what else, Ruby? 
<laughs> you shouldn't have had me on. You set, you set yourself up with this one. <laughs> I'm so exposed right now. <laughs> you should have known. what This was a subconscious slip right here. Just <laughs> having me on the pod. So this is now a session. So take three deep breaths and let's close your eyes. And let's go back to the moment when you're taking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm here. I'm I here. mean, alcohol. Here's the thing: alcohol relaxes us, and when we're relaxed, we're more open to our own spirit. We can hear our own selves. So, is it the alcohol? I mean, yes, alcohol gets us there, but it's really the softening. So, the journey is: how can I create the softening on my own in another way? I love this. We have to close out this entity chat with how do you protect yourself? Or and and I also want to know how you protect yourself because you deal with hundreds, thousands, limitless. Yeah, help help us do that because I mean, innocently, like that example you gave about the baby who's bright and it's like, poor child, like who was there to protect it? So protect ourselves. Can we help protect others? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this. Yeah. The first thing I want to tell people, because they kind of freak out when they hear this, is that spirit can't just jump into your field at any moment, like, because it just wants to. There has to be an opening. There has to be some vulnerability, some chink in the armor. And what happens, usually that's created from trauma. So the best spiritual protection is trauma healing honestly i mean nobody wants to hear that everyone wants to hear about the white light and the crystal and the sage and those things help but more as preventative measure because it's kind of like if your orc field is a house trauma is a is a crack in the ceiling or a wit a broken window you could put white light around the house but your window is still open <laughs> You know, it might like, it might buy you some time or might raise the overall frequency of the house. You can put art on the wall, but it, your window is still broken and open. So the best protection is emotional processing because the longer the emotions stay and hold on, the heavier it weighs on you and the the more it weighs on your auric field, the lower the vi overall vibration of your spiritual health is. So it all goes back to inner child healing and drama work. Honestly, that's the best spiritual protection there is. And if someone comes to you and they say, all right, I, I want to do that, but I don't even know where to start. I can't even tell you what that incident was. That's found through hypnotherapy, right? Like yeah. you can find what that was. Yeah, like when my clients come, they don't know where they're going to go. They just come and say, this is the symptom I'm experiencing. But the symptom is the last domino that falls. By the time you have migraines or heart palpitations or autoimmune or um, horrible cramps or difficult moons, because I work a lot with womb health, or by the time your hormones are off, that's the last straw. That's the final thing where the body goes, I can't hold this stuff anymore, so I have to present a symptom so that you listen to me because I can't hold the grief, the anger, the resentment, the hurt any longer. I tried my best and now I have to 
experience this migraine because this is where it sits. This is where all this pain sits. And I'm letting you know exactly where it is so that you can find it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is absolutely amazing. I really want to keep talking and I know that we will for sure. <laughs> How do we work with you, Leo? Like, is it best just to head over to Instagram? What's your process? Yes. Instagram is restorative. <clears throat> Ooh. Instagram is restorative hypnosis. That's where I am most active. Amazing. Amazing. And we can just DM you, reach out that way. Your website yes. is so badass. Like, did you make this? Thank you. It is I made incredible. it custom myself. It took me six months. I don't even know I, why I went you know, so hard on this website. You know, when you see a really gorgeous, well set out, well thought through website, what I do anyway is I scroll down to the bottom to Same. see who designed it. And it literally is just like, what does yours say? It's like Leo back something like, yeah. I need to ask you. Yeah, it's like all rights reserved, Leo. And I'm like, this, can, you cannot have built. This is amazing. You, Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. so jealous of your website. Go and check it out, you guys. Custom, <laughs> baby. I don't know what. It was like a just a creative project that I became a little OCD about. But I was like, I don't know. I needed, I needed like a creative outlet. Yeah. And Spirit was like. Your website. This is going to be your website. <laughs> Even if 10 people go to it, this will be it. No, it is one. I've seen a lot of websites. I've seen a lot of builds. Like, honestly, wow. I had to really call that out. Thank so you. Go to the website. Go to Insta. I'll leave all the links in the show notes below. Leo, thank you so much for this time and yeah. sharing your wisdom, your strength, your light, all the things. I know personally... I am absolutely going to be working with you. And if someone's going to be guiding me through all of the stuff, it's you. You just have you, you just have the best energy. Thank so you. thank you. And um, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Let Leo know, let me know that you've listened here today. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye, everyone.